0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey pals, this is the Street Rat of Source Wrestling Manlin,
1: and you're listening to the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special edition of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm Daniel Campbell, and I am joined here by my guest at this time. He is the Street Rat of Source Wrestling, now known as the King of the Streets. It's Manlin. Manlin, how are you doing?
0: Hiya pal, thank you very much for having me and I'm doing very well today.
1: Great to hear that. We'll just get into a wee bit of the quick housekeeping before we continue on, so... Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Suplex Retweet. While you're at it, why not go on over to our YouTube page, we've just recently uploaded the Quiz Showdown special hosted by yours truly, it's actually alright, you can give it a good watch. And you can find our back catalogue on Spotify, also our extra feed Suplex Retweet Extra is available there as well, and on all other good podcasts and sites. And if you want more information about the podcast, please head over to suplexretweet.com. Now Manlon, we like, like to start our interviews with a nice general question just to ease us in, so we'll do no different here, we will ask this question to get you started. So, why do you love wrestling and what was your inspiration to get into the wrestling business?
0: well uh i think i i'm just trying to think how would say this so it doesn't sound like everyone else's answers uh i started wrestling watching wrestling when i was about phew, about five or six maybe like uh i specifically remember the toys being a big thing toys and the games and uh these i think it was uh it was mainly kane and undertaker i think it mainly got me into wrestling because uh they I think literally the cane figure might have jumped out at me in, in the toy shop one day because here's a guy he's like he was like seven foot i think he's like six six about six eight in real life but anyway so he's a big, he's a big guy uh, this amazing look This sort of it looks like a, you know a villain from like something like gi joe or something that jumped out at me and uh so yeah i just started watching wrestling through that as it became like i played video games and then i started watching it on uh Watching heat on you know Sky One in the mornings, uh, and all throughout my life, wrestling was that sort of uh, safety blanket almost like no matter how bad a day I had. Because I've been very open that I've got uh, depression, anxiety, and multiple other sort of issues, but uh, wrestling was always a you know a safe space for me. I could no matter how bad a day I had, I could go back and watch wrestling, and just through that, naturally, sort of my fandom grew and I started getting into everything I could about wrestling uh, and then one day I started listening to the Art of Wrestling podcast by Colt Cabana and there at Mo- it was giving interviews about wrestlers lives and how they got into it and one in particular jump at me was an interview with Sammy Callahan. and Sammy callahan was talking about how when he started training he was a bit bigger he was you know quite fat and I was thinking to myself I was like you know what I'm I'm really skinny. I was I, I was six foot one and eight stone, so that will give you an idea how skinny I was. And that interview given me a sort of think like you know what I could I could probably go for. it. And the school came around at a very good time in my life because I was in a bad place. I recently I left school quite a few years prior. So I didn't have any like qualifications. I uh, didn't make it into college that year. I just didn't have anything going on in my life at the time. I just figured, why not? What have I got to lose, you know? Uh, worst comes to worst, I can just t- it means I can tell people that I've I tried wrestling one time, and I went to one session in August of 2012,
1: and here I am eight years later. And you've certainly done some incredible work in the time since then. I would like to ask, uh, what was it like that first time you got into the ring?
0: Do you mean like in training or sort of debut time?
1: Uh... We could say in training and in debut, like if there's any thoughts you have on both those occasions.
0: Uh, well, both of them, absolutely terrified. But uh, I remember I had my first session in this school and it was me and I was taken to the side by uh, Jamal O'Malley And I struggled to do like a uh, card workout. Like I beforehand, I didn't, I hardly done any physical exercise, you know. Uh, i'm mathematics so i always avoided you know gym class in school and so i struggled to do it but uh i pushed myself through to do it you know what i could and then doing back bumps doing front bumps trying all that sort of stuff it was agony the first time but really under there it sort of lit a fire you know knowing that i wanted to be able to do this or you know i found it just fun and crazy that I was actually doing this you know wrestling thing because it seemed so far away at first and then I remember at my debut oh that was back in 16th of March 2014 uh, I was against uh, Craig Byers or mr. Byers who is one of the unsung heroes of Scottish wrestling who doesn't get enough credit I remember shitting myself backstage oh I was terrified. <laughs> Uh, I was so like I went over the match with them maybe 20-30 times in my head just to get it right, and I was so focused on doing everything good that or even you know not forgetting a thing that I really wish I like nowadays I'm a lot more relaxed. Like I'll go over the match quite a lot of times, but then I'll be able to take a breather and maybe be a bit looser, so I can like interact with crowds, I can interact with my opponent, I can do stuff on the fly. But back then i was so scared and so worried about everything that i didn't feel that i'd taken it in as much as i could have i was still extremely emotional after the match and it was just it was great but i wish i was a bit more relaxed then if you know what i mean but i guess that come that comes over time you know
1: going in the ring for the first time it is going to be a, a daunting task when this is your first crowd that you're going to be performing in front of uh, looking back on that first match is there any advice that you would give yourself if you're able to?
0: Uh, again, just relax. Like uh, nowadays, when you wrestle, when I wrestle at least, it's when I hear uh, the crowd, it almost feels like a safety blanket to me. If this is injured. so I know I've got a re- there'll be a reaction if I, you know, if I come out and do my entrance. That means I can have fun during my entrance. I can get, try and get crowd invested. I can try and get them caring about me, which is yeah. As someone who gets beaten up a lot, it's one of the most important things to me. But if I could tell myself just relax and be able to take it in and be a bit, because back then I remember because uh, Mr. Byers himself was a big character in wrestling, so he'd be mouthing off with the crowd, and I was so nervous I would just stand there going, uh, you know, because I didn't have it, I couldn't think of anything, you know. And I think just being able to relax and take it easy would be the biggest thing I could say to myself.
1: Well, you came a long way since the the debut match that you spoke of, and you eventually established your name as the Street Rat of Source Wrestling. But then you became the King of the Streets when you defeated Sean Walker in a street fight. Uh, Talk us through that match and what it's like now to be the King of the Streets.
0: Well, uh, first thing I, I like to really think of is like if you look at like the way I like think of it is if you look at my career my, my, career, my wrestling you know sort of time. if you look at it as a straight line it should make sense from A to B to C you know that sort of thing mm-hmm. so originally I started out doing the you know the manliest of all men gimmick where I was uh, the way I sort of described it is I was overconfident and over you know excited that was the thing I was very like I'd rush it head first into danger and get destroyed you know that was uh, my sort of idea on it and then when I started teaming with Dalen, that whole sort of thing just evolved from there. And then I felt that there was a turning point when me and Dalen we taking a wee break from teaming. That's kind of where the street rat came from, because I thought, what would this character, what would Manlin, be the next logical step for him to do? And that would be, well, he's abandoned, he's got nothing. Eh, he's homeless now, you know, it was just to give him that sort of change, because... I think every now and then a wrestler can kind of needs to change himself a little bit. Even if it is different colour gear or a different mannerism or whatever. And I felt that was about the time. So that's where Street Rat came from. I was still doing the sort of more comedy-based stuff. But it was with a different context and a different style a lot. And I started bringing in more sort of brawling and, you know, being a more aggressive wrestler. And then when I started feuding with Sean Walker... Who again is absolutely fantastic and deserves all the love in the world and uh uh we had a couple of series of matches and it just clicked and then he pitched uh the king of the streets match which was like this no dq serious uh matt this you know serious street fight and I, I was all up for it then with that match that was when the comedy stuff was almost completely taken out then this was like, right, Madeline's complete, completely serious, at least for this point. So after that match, that was when the King of the Streets moniker came around. So instead of being the the comedy funny guy, I was just this more dangerous wrestler, I guess. With a d- completely different context. Like I can still be funny, but uh, now the way I look at it now is I'm a lot more of a threat, if that makes sense. Because Marlon's a lot more established as this scary... Crazy character, you know. But at the time, the match was honestly one of my favourite matches because Sean was absolutely fantastic and wrestling. he was uh, that was the, I think that showcase we were just willing to go all out. Uh, I remember I showed up and he had he just said, "Oh, I found a trolley." And I'm like, cool. "Go!" <laughs> Using a trolley. Uh, so we thought, how will we make ourselves stand out? And that was right at the start of the match. He get I throw him out. I go for a suicide dive and bang chair to the face. You know. Then we were just thinking, how can we escalate it? So that I mean that's where the trolley shots came in from. That's where the supplies onto the chairs came from, and that was just as a way to sort of stand out from the pack because a lot there was a lot of wrestling matches on that show, and they were all fantastic. Like, right? How can we be different from everything else in this card, and at the same time do this feud justice? And I remember my parents were actually there, and we were brawling almost right beside my my mum, dad, and my sister and my fiance that were there and I remember when I suplexed them onto the chairs I came up to my dad afterwards I was limping and I was dying my dad just went, eh, those chairs were fake like, <laughs> Can you not see the bruises all over me? And my mum from that whole night the only thing she said to me afterwards she was like, your match was good but I'm Matt Daly guy's really funny Oh no So, <laughs> so Matt Daly is now my mother's favourite wrestler because she finds him hilarious but, you're, yeah, just, you're just looking like, light, like
1: uh, what, what did I just do? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, my dad's mum's favourite wrestler, but uh, yeah, I'm very proud of that match, uh, I think. And it's a shame uh, Sean retired when he did because we could have done a lot more, you know.
1: There's still at the scope for, like, the, the only trajectory that you're going right now is up, and I've even seen that in person uh, most recently at the last showcase show we were able to attend before uh, the lockdown situation started. Um, your match with Mikey Whitlash was absolutely incredible. Not just from thank, a... Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Not not just from an entertainment standpoint, but also from a technical wrestling standpoint, the two of you put on an absolute classic.
0: Well, that's... I was I was wrestling one of the best wrestlers in, you know, Britain. So I, I kind of knew in that fact, like, as long as I could pull my own weight, I was going to have a good match with him. And... Uh, but thank you very much. That's the one thing I was really worried about was my friend that was wrestling uh, Whippy. I was like, right, the match's gonna be good. I just need to try and remember it. But also, I need to try and keep up with him on the the jokes, the you know one-liners, that sort of stuff. Because that's, that's when that's when you can really look like an idiot next to Whippy. Because if he can if he can just flag it and you have no comeback. <laughs> it's, the crowd's gonna be almost completely on his side because he's the funny guy. So I was like, right, I need to try and hold my own here and again i've watched that match back and i'm really proud of it as well like uh, of course i was in there with mikey whiplash of course i was gonna you know gonna have a very good match but thank you very much for those kind words
1: no problem it was like one of my favorite spots in the match was uh, you get into a, a headlock takedown on the mat and whippy manages to escape it and then gets you in a headlock mm-hmm. and then and it's one of the few times i've got to actually witness a wrestling class <laughs> he stops he stops the headlock and shows you how to get out of it and then pulls it back on just like right try now
0: That, that, that was like completely unplanned on the fly but i was very very proud of that as well cuz uh, the, the thing is Whippy, uh, when he was shouting that's, that's that's not a triangle it's a line i was genuinely trying to do a triangle so your gives you a sort of view into what this wrestling, you know, with uh, sort of teacher-student relationship mean. What we have, but that yeah, was a lot of fun. Uh, it's things like that that I can really sort of think back and point at, and that's special because I always think to myself, like, what will people remember in matches? Like, I can try all these, you know, intricate sort of reversals and intricate sort of um, moves, but. At least to like it's like my it's like when my parents come, they won't really remember a big sort of move, but they might remember, uh, you know, Matt Daly being funny and getting kicked, you know. <laughs> so, I'm he's absolutely genius of that, you know. So it was uh, yeah, it was that's one thing that always stands out to me that the, uh, the watermelon bit, of course. The, oh yes. Uh, <laughs> the bit where the bit where I had the screwdriver going into the inhaler you know and then just the whole bit before which my goal was just to try and break Whippy which
1: (laughs) yep you succeeded
0: (laughs) (laughs) and obviously just make sure like just make people laugh and make sure people have a good time because that's what I come to wrestling to see
1: oh I it's it's the hardest I have laughed at a wrestling show, so I have you and Whippy to thank for that. Thank you both very much for that. Thank you. Uh, you, you did you did, you did bring him up earlier on, so I would like, just like to ask, you did team up previously with Dale and Hendry, uh, forming a team manager, I believe, is what you said the team name was. Match Wrestling,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, Match Wrestling,
1: yeah. We have noticed some tweets between the two of you. Is Manage something the two of you are thinking of revisiting in the future?
0: Well, the thing is, we, me, me and Dylan, like, uh, we met when we were in both 19 years old. God, that's so long ago. Oh, I'm so old. <laughs> but, uh, so, and we just sort of clicked all of a sudden. Like I, was, I was, you know, instantly uh, and training together, you know, hanging out together, and that sort of evolved into a team. And, when we first initially started teaming it was because it was to help our weaknesses it was because i wasn't the best like in ring well Dylan was a bit weaker at a time in character work so uh at a time we both sort of helped each other's weaknesses but accentuated each other's uh, strengths uh since then we have both evolved way back like you know he's a fantastic wrestler, and he's got a good, really good character as well. And I'm alright, I guess. But uh, I guess m- maybe if there's a if there's a spot for a wacky, weird duo then I guess so. It's funny because com- when we started originally, I was the funny guy, and Dalen was a completely serious guy. And since then, I've noticed like we were wrestling up in Kate and Ness a while, like about a couple of years ago. And it's completely changed dynamic now. Now here's the weir- he's the weird wacky guy and I'm the more sort of grounded like it's this guy, Dane. Why am I team with you? Why do I like you, you know? <laughs> Which uh but yeah, if there's a spot for us then I guess so. Like but Dalen's came so far recently, like, with everything in his life, like I think just growing up so much that we'll need to rethink the dynamic a bit, you know, I guess.
1: It would make for a new spin on the manager team compared to last time for this def- for, for sure
0: I mean we we had a match against the working men's club last year which was a lot of fun which they're a team I'm very looking forward to working once this you know as passes because they've got a very unique style like their matches are less are less wrestling and more you know like uh slapstick comedy very much in the vein of like your uh three stooges and all that sort of style. And I think, given like the creativity that me Matt you know me dalan uh Matt and fuzzy have like we could go we could do a lot with that uh, but yeah if there's a spot open for match wrestling then I'm sure we'll take it and I'm sure. Uh, we're gonna be sniffing around those tag belts. Maybe after the tournament. Maybe a wee bit. But we'll pick. We'll pick and choose our time. I guess
1: you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. No,
0: so don't hold me to it. Because if we don't, then because <laughs> we nothing. Very, you had nothing. We've both got very low attention spans, so <laughs> we might get distracted by something else.
1: You might. You might get distracted by a uh, manus pulling out a hairbrush from his work. His work overalls. <laughs> so going back. Recently on Eat Sleep Suplex We Tweet, you appeared on an episode we did on mental health with myself, uh, Alan Lucas in the host chair, uh, Aji David Hockney and uh, Strack, and we've had some very good feedback from that particular show. I certainly enjoyed being able to record it and uh, hear everyone's views on the topic. Uh, What are your thoughts on the show since we've done it, and have you had any feedback from your colleagues?
0: I was very, very thankful to be on the show and very happy to be able to, you know, spread my my point of view on it. Which, but I'm like, I was very happy for it. Like, there's especially now, like I've noticed a lot more people opening up about mental health issues, and that's really good because mental health for years, years has been under, you know people haven't thought about it in the same way that we do now and that's affected some people a lot more and i think now especially with the horrible situation we're all in mental health is becoming a much bigger deal for a lot of people which um if, even if one person listens to that podcast and doesn't feel so alone then i've done my job you know it's uh, it was really good to be able to talk and give my sort uh, of experiences and uh, thoughts about mental health and its portrayal and the way it's uh, you know seen by other people. And you know that was that was just a really thank a real thing I was very thankful for because mental health is something that people should talk about more. It's uh, and I think a lot of it is a lot of self like. For example, when I first remember having a really bad bout of mental health, I wasn't reaching out to anyone, I wasn't doing anything, because I felt like I was, you know, to, you know, a bit of an inappropriate word, with it, crazy. I felt like I was, you know, broken, if you know what I mean. But uh, like I've so- I've came to realise that mental health is something that everyone deals with and it's not to be ashamed of. And again, if, hope- if one person even, you know, feels a bit better after listening to that or listening to you know my silly ramblings then it's the most
1: important thing in the world to me what we spoke about on that show and like what you said on it it has like it it really did resonate with me afterwards because i've I've been in the same boat having uh but the last couple of years i myself have had severe anxiety so like it was it was all it was oddly reassuring to hear like the stories of everyone else that way because a lot of people will very quickly feel kind of alone and isolated when Mm -hmm. they get into a bad place and knowing that there's always going to be someone there who can just talk to you or even something that you can put on and just lose lose yourself in it and it'll it'll help, you know, maybe help you forget about things, help you like, maybe put things in perspective and it was it was a I will admit it was a it was a great privilege to have done that show with you so I'd like to say thank you again for uh, taking part on that show with me
0: thank you very much and uh, thank you for sharing that with me I know it, can, it takes a lot to put yourself out on a public platform like this especially opening up in a way like that which is really brave and uh, you know and, and honestly, just way you know, like all the other wrestlers I've seen, like on Twitter, and all the other wrestlers I've seen on, uh, I've met in person, that are a lot more open about mental health and how it's affected them. They're doing so much to help to help uh, the public perception of mental health, which is you know, which has still got a long way to go, but is ever you know, it's getting better every single day. Again, thank you very much for sharing that with me.
1: No problem. I was like, I was kind of kicking myself a after doing the episode because I was like, I didn't get to say, I didn't really say as much as I would have liked to. I
0: think it's it's very, it's it's difficult to open up, especially when there's like such a larger group. If you know what I mean? Because mm. the whole thing I was doing is like I was sitting thinking to myself, like, I'm I'm talking straight for like ages here. <laughs> I'll give someone else a turn, you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's very it's again it's very very brave for you to say it on a you know a podcast that can go out to you know hundreds if not thousands of people you know
1: that's ah, true there'll be a lot of people out there uh, aspiring to either take up wrestling as a hobby or as a career if you were to pass on a message for any aspiring wrestlers out there listening to this uh what would that advice be honestly my biggest
0: bit of advice would be just go for it like if i can be a wrestler Anyone can, you know. It's uh, like, if you want to go to WWE and make it your full-time job or go to New Japan or go to AW or go Ring of Honor or anywhere else, that's well within anyone's, you know, uh, ability. You know, like, anyone can... You need to work hard. Like, wow, you have to work extremely hard. I've seen some of the guys in Source that are wanting to go a bit further with it. And, you know, they're doing amazing. And there's definitely a lot more opportunities than what there were. But at the same time, if you if you want to do it as a hobby, that's absolutely fine. Don't feel bad for it because you know I, I felt I felt bad for years about it because I didn't want to go anywhere. But uh, that's not a problem. Like I like I don't I don't know I don't think I'm nearly good enough to go to you know your places all other places. But I'm perfectly happy. See if I get one or two bookings a month for the rest of my life or the rest of my wrestling time. I'm absolutely happy doing that like sources like source specifically if I get our book and that's great as well but sources like a, a, a place I can go and as soon as I go in there nothing else matters whether it be going for a show or going to training or whatever or going to flyer all I know is as soon as I meet these people or as soon as I go into that gym and shut the door nothing else matters for the next while because I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna dress up. I'm gonna go barter or someone. I'm gonna have fun, you know. And I'm gonna hopefully have a lot of people having fun with me. But like, so like wrestling's, you know, it's it's my way to get away from everyone else in the world, and that's absolutely fine. Like that's you know that's not a problem. So, but if you want to go further, then absolutely, you know. Again, I'm not the most. Uh, I'm not the expert on this. Like, I'm just doing what I'm doing, so I can tell you about what I'm doing. But I don't know anything about like you know going further afield but i know that there is opportunities there and people are going for it you know and all the work all the best to them like but all i know is i'm just having fun doing it and that's all i really care about
1: now fun's always the main thing you have there has to be fun Mm -hmm. in there otherwise yeah you know it's if there's no fun then it's what's the point yeah exactly
0: like it's i think sorry i think my sort of I think when I was younger I was really sort of like, oh I'm gonna go W but then as soon as I started like as I got a bit older like uh my debuted six months after I debuted I met my fiance and I started my career like I started working in care which is, my, which is my sort of career path. And uh since then my what I've wanted has really changed, you know? So right now my main focus is my family, like me, my fiance, my dog and my job and stuff like that and wrestling is wrestling's still a huge part of my life don't get me wrong but it's not like that's not my career that's my hobby that's my you know time away that's my uh, weekend sort of thing you know and it's still amazing that I get to do it but it's not my career I'm not hoping for it as a career if that makes sense yeah
1: it makes perfect sense
0: but again there's plenty of opportunities and people you know there's certainly enough talent in Scotland my god Scotland has blown up with talent in the last you know about eight year, or ten years, you know, it's amazing the amount of talent that's out there. So other companies come with your checkbook and just take them all up
1: because they're all willing to go. Mm. Now, when when this lockdown situation is over and wrestling shows are able to resume, what's next for the king of the streets?
0: What's next for the king of the streets? I've, I have no clue. Uh, I was really gutted. I was meant to be wrestling Kirk and Tillich, which pulling back the curtain that's where I live you know I was very like shh, don't tell anyone <laughs> but uh but that was uh that, that's where I live and I was very excited to wrestle and you know my what's well, not my hometown I wasn't born there but you know where I live and in front of friends and family and it was I was really looking forward to the match I was going to have but unfortunately you know hands of fate and virus and stuff you know so ho- hopefully I'll get a chance to wrestle in Kirk and Tulloch again uh and on my phone, I've actually got a wee, che- a wee list, which is things I want to do. And it's like your usual, like, wrestle and import, main event a show, win a title. Uh, but at the bottom of it, it's uh, be creatively fulfilled. And that's if I can get to a point where I'm sure any kind of, like, artist, you know, I think my fiance has got to hate because she is an artist, she's got to hate me saying that. But any sort of actor, you know, any sort of painter, any sort of writer, it's sort of you know anyone that ha- has a creative side to them wants to get to a point where they're creatively happy with the output they're get- they're putting out and that's my main goal that's what i want to reach even if it takes a year or 20 or i'll get there eventually i want to be happy completely 100% happy with what i'm putting out as wrestling you know or my you know my whole you know the whole thing about manland i want to be creatively happy with that so that's my end goal is just be creatively happy with how I'm wrestling, how I look, how I'm you know acting, how the crowd are reacting to me, everything. Just be perfectly happy with that.
1: That sounds very good. Now, going into this last part of the interview, uh, we like to do a little quick fire series of questions. I'll read out some quick questions, and you just give me like the first thought you have about that. No problem. Rocker Austin.
0: Uh, rock. I, when I was younger, I would have said Austin, but as I've got older, I've I've, I've at least in the in-ring work and the whole sort uh, of... I've came to, like, ro- rock a bit more. Mm. Nothing awesome bad. I just enjoy the rock a wee bit more.
1: Yes, that's fair enough. Uh, Trish or Lita?
0: I think any sort of uh, guy who was sort of uh, gothy, punk rocker when they were younger. You know, preferred Lita when they were younger.
1: A night in or a night out?
0: Well, uh, I'm old and boring, so a night in. But... I, when I was younger used to love going out and but then I gave up drinking and got old so night me, my Doug and my PS4 there we go
1: I take it that might answer the next question PlayStation or Xbox?
0: PS4 like I collect uh, games I, I, that's what I, I do as well as wrestling I collect video games mm. and uh, I, I just collect like whatever it interests me like I've got some really weird games there but uh, I've got I was where I had a 360 last generation, and I missed out on a lot of games that I would I really like to look off on PS3. So I'm just, I'm sticking with PlayStation for now, and plus the Xbox One doesn't seem to interest me as much.
1: Yeah, it's not really it's not really garnering any attention for me. I'll I'll stick to the PS4. I'm happy with that.
0: I think it's just the exclusives. Like there's good games on there, but both they're coming out on both. You know, like uh, like I mean the big one that uh, to me is like the Final Fantasy 7 remake, which is PS4 exclusive at least mm. for a while and then I think before there was like Spider-Man there was a Shadow of the Colossus remake there was uh, like Last of Us is a big one as well these are all PS4 exclusives Yeah. while the Xbox was like we've got Halo and Gears of War games I wasn't really interested in so yeah I've got the PS, PS4
1: <laughs> I'll take that any day uh, so sticking with, the, with the, the PS4 and even any other console you've played what's your favourite wrestling game? it's a hard one uh there's a lot of good good ones I have. Like,
0: I've got really good memories of playing uh, WrestleFest with uh, g- uh, Glendon Barr. Not Wrestle, I can't remember what one it is. It's either WrestleFest or the other one are very similar games, but I remember playing it at a We Arcade table with him, and that was a lot of fun. So WrestleFest is one of them, but I think I've got to go with Here Comes the Pain. Or, like oh, WWE 2K14 was pretty good. Mm. And the thing is, like I bought 2020 in, a, bar- in like a bargain before all this started thinking, I'm going to be inside, I'll play a wrestling game because I can play them, and oh, it was a mistake. Oh, that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and shout out to Billy at ScottRest.net. I know it's not you know easy to use 2K20, but he's made quite a lot of Source guys and quite a lot of other Scottish wrestlers. Thank you, Billy. Billy uh, died for our sins. <laughs> my God. Uh, Working did. with 2K20 is ridiculous. It's so bad.
1: It's it was particularly bad around new year when um, it, it wasn't just <laughs> it wasn't just 2K20, it was also a, num- a number of other games, What like it happened on uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order for me, but a number of games actually stopped working at midnight on the 1st of January.
0: Or oh, were well, they, they 2K'd themselves because they couldn't realise how to go into a new year? I think pretty much, yeah. Oh god, I that, especially when 2K20 doesn't work in the year 2020, but but oh, it was a bad game. I don't know, how, I, I'm not a games you know, I don't design game stuff, I've got pals that work in that sort of industry, but Jesus Christ, how does that even
1: work, you know? Uh, I, I was I'd probably pack it in after like a day
0: I, I think I got through the story mode, and between the horrendous writing, the it just feels like, it, I don't know how, but it feels like you're playing the game underwater it's so slow, and so unresponsive and, oh but then you get something like, Here Comes a Pain which is probably my favourite one uh, like I gave that, I can give that to my fiance. Who does she? Politely puts up a wrestling. Uh, she'll play that, and she's picked it up like that because it's so simple to pick up. Or another one, WWE All Stars is absolutely fantastic. She can pick that up easy. But then you give her two K twenty, and it's just slow and boring. And oh, the only reason I'm playing it is because well, the only reason I played it is because I'm a wrestling fan. But even then, that only lasted a, you know a couple of weeks, and then I was like, eh, I think this is a bit shit. You know, turn you off. Yeah, but, but yeah, uh, here comes the paint point number one for me with like All Stars, Wrestle and maybe Two K Fourteen. Like behind it.
1: Yeah, I was I was a big fan of Two K Fourteen. I never once was able to beat Undertaker and defeat the streak Mode.
0: Oh, I've tried so much. Uh, I was actually playing it not that long ago because I was just going through my three sixty games, and it's as soon as he does that lights out thing. And he just gets a finisher straight away and nails you with a tombstone. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's impossible. I'm sure it's possible, but
1: yeah. Maybe the the answer all along was that we just had to play as Brock Lesnar, but and like try and max him out somehow. Favorite tattoo, if any?
0: Uh, not I'm not a tattoo guy. I'm absolutely terrified of needles. I'll. Yeah, like I've got tons of power stuff tattoos. They all look really nice, but I'm just not a tattoo guy at all.
1: What would you say is your favorite cheat
0: day meal? I'm not. A, I'm not a diet guy, so cheat days really every day for me. But nothing better than just a, a roast chicken dinner.
1: Well, Kwaku would happily spend the whole night talking about his roast dinners that he would like to make. Oh, oh.
0: I'll yeah. to get him to make me one at the next door show.
1: Yeah, he'll just need to make one and then just be like, okay, here's one for you, and can you pass that among the rows over there, and can you please shut that door? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your dream opponent?
0: Oh. Right, so if it was my dream opponent, I'd want to wrestle a guy who would... Oh, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of ones I'd love to wrestle, but if I've got a time machine... I think we're going. I'm going NWA champion. You are Ric Flair, because he's a, he'll go like 60 minutes. He'll make me look amazing. And if you watch a lot of Ric Flair ones, it was a lot of time was his, him getting barred and him out a victory either, whether it be timeout or he'd like injure the leg as like you're you're going through this big sequence and then he'll just hit you with a chop block at somewhere, you know. So it'd you know, make you look amazing and then just eke out a victory and but, oh i just need to think about wrestling that 60 minutes Oof, we yeah, i'd probably say Rick, nwe or Ric flair if we're absolute dream points yeah
1: mm, good choice who would you put on your mount rushmore of wrestling mount rushmore
0: let me think so if this is just talking my personal fandom which obviously if we're talking like the most important people in wrestling you'd have to say like your Bruno Sammartinos your uh, you know uh, well, I forgot the name is like the Stardust Trio you know guys that sort of helped set up wrestling and mm. the you know guys like that but for my personal fandom like guys who got me into wrestling and really sort of shaped my view or you know sort of experience in wrestling I'd have to say like that sort of era from getting me into wrestling through those like colourful big characters let me think who else who Ric Flair for being one of the best wrestlers in the world Uh, for getting me into like more for really nowadays for what kind of wrestling I watch what wrestling I really like guys like Terry Funk has got to be there that sort of style like that so and then I probably oh, let me think probably Mick, probably Mick Foley because he's the one that really sort of introduced me to like, it's no secret and source that I love I, I love deathmatch wrestling uh, and my first experience of that was like Royal Rumble 2000 and that's really what sort of got me into that style of wrestling so yeah it's got a, I'd probably say Mick Foley's on there so it's Kane Foley Funk and Flair that's like my personal fandom like my, you know, favorite like my Mount Rushmore.
1: Very, very varied, uh, a varied selection there. I like the sound of that. What's your favorite wrestling pay per view?
0: Oh, my favorite pay per view is it's actually a toss up. I've got quite a few. Uh, I'm thinking it's got to be either like Royal Rumble 2000 is one of them. It's my absolute favourites because I, uh, just due to like the mat, you know, the matches, the uh, quality ending work and. Like I think it opens up with uh, Taz, Taz's debut against Kurt Angle, which is absolutely fantastic. Like, it's a very short and sweet match. I'm um, really, really good and one of the best debuts ever. Uh, then we've got my my opinion, the best table match ever with the the Dudleys versus the Hardys, and my favorite camera shot in wrestling, which is uh, Devon's line on a table. Matt jumps off the top rope like a table on the outside, and he jumps off, and Devon rolls it away. Matt goes through the table. Devon then rests against the table at ringside. It's like up against the barrier, and then Jeff does a suicide dive through it, and Devon moves it the way. But the whole time, the camera's like moving back with Devon, and it's absolutely—it's a, a fantastic shot, and one of my favourite Rumbles. And of course, the uh, Mick Foley Triple H match, which is fantastic. Like probably one of the best street fights in WWE history, or in my opinion, wrestling history. Uh, I think what else is up there another show that has a, a, big, a big bit in my heart is uh, Death Before, death Before Dishonor 4 uh, with Ring of Honor which was a uh, combination of Ring of Honor versus CZW in that big cage of death match which is one of my favourite feuds in wrestling history so yeah it's got uh, what but I'd probably say Royal Rumble 2000 is my favourite
1: very very good choice uh, what, what where would you say is your favourite venue to perform in? I've been
0: lucky enough to Performing quite a few different venues, like uh, I remember there was oh, I can't remember the name of it. One, I think it's the Legion Hall in Caithness was real. It was amazing because it was uh, it just it had like a whole big lighting rig. It was a huge hall, and I remember it. You know, it was that was really cool. Uh, I, I was looking after Vessel in the Motherwell Hall. I can't remember the name of it, and that was really really cool because just the size and scope of it and. Uh, but personally to me, I was actually also lucky enough to uh, be in the ABC for W for a short appearance. And that was something else, just the, again, the size and scale of the ABC. Oh, rest in peace ABC. But uh, my favourite's my, my favorites got to be two different ones. It's got to be either, uh, I've completely forgot the name of it. It's not, I was. I, can't, I keep thinking Berniston now. It's uh, <laughs> Brid- Bridgeton. Bridgeton, there we go. Uh, it was a Bridgeton, uh community hall where Pride Wrestling used to wrestle, and then Source ran a little bit. And that was uh, it was like a really cozy wee venue. Like it was a wee community hall, but it had like a wee kitchen beside it. It had a couple tons of wee changing rooms, and it had a wee hall that you could sit in. And it was like so the fan like there was like seats for fans, and then there was a wee door, a wee glass door that you could sit at and just watch matches afterwards. And I just I just loved that venue, but. The source wrestling school's got to be my favourite one, just as a sentimental thing, and just it's one of my favourite places to do shows. So yeah, source wrestling's got like just, just got to be my favourite one. Like the school and the whole environment for on showcase or now origin shows are absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, The, the atmosphere that's in there on those shows is brilliant. I, I enjoyed it when I was there the last time, and I, I'm definitely looking forward to when we can next experience that. Yeah.
0: I remember there was one venue in Deniston where I have no clue how, but it was the hottest venue I've ever been in. Like I think the I think the heating was like constantly on, and I remember I was in a six a six way match against Matt Daly, Sammy, and a few others. And I remember like gently when I wasn't tagged in the match, it was that hot. I was lying down my head against the metal ring post to try and cool me down, and oh, it was dying. And then the match after us was HCK versus uh, the underdogs, which is Scott McManus and Kieran Kelly. And I just remember thinking, "Poor, poor kid, Lycos," because he's wearing the full like bodysuit and mask. And oh, that venue! I'm getting like flashbacks to it now.
1: So <laughs> like he had an improbable flashback to Vietnam.
0: Basically, I remember as soon as like I I was still trying to cool off, so I'm lying on the floor. Like when my you know, my shorts are off so it's me just in my kick pads boots and my trunks and I'm just lying there on the floor to try and get some of the cool you know off backstage and Kid Lyco like CCK finished our the match. actually came back and Kid Lyco's mask flies off and he's furiously unzipping the bodysuit just to try and get you know get out of this sweat oh it was oh it was I'm sure everyone in source as soon as I mention that just goes like oh because they remember how warm
1: it was That's like some PTSD that people didn't know was there.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel really bad for the guys at wrestling masks, like Solar was on that card as well so poor him, dealing with a mask in that heat,
1: oh. I, w- I would not like to try that. Who would you say is your favourite tag team of all time?
0: Oh, I've given quite a wee bit of thought to this, but
1: uh, I hate, hate to choose
0: one of the most obvious answers, but the Dudleys is one of my favourites. Uh, there's other f- absolutely fantastic teams like the funks I've been watching a lot of uh, the all Japan uh, tag tournaments from the 80s and 90s and there's some fantastic ones in there uh, I've been watching a lot of like old school end like old school sort of southern wrestling where like you're NWA or WCW and you know all that like teams like the Fantastics the Midnight Express I've uh, been watching a lot more you know Japanese wrestling because that's something I really like. I've didn't watch much before so even guys like Girls of Destiny are fantastic The Holy Demon Army are great uh, and then you know, obviously there's guys like Young Bucks which are fantastic but at the end of the day I've still got to go to Dudleys because they were my favourite as a kid and honestly they still probably are you know
1: nothing wrong with going with those damn Dudleys I always loved them when they would say those damn Dudleys
0: uh, and it's just I think as well because when I think back at when I think back to like when it when I was younger, I'm watching wrestling. I think the moments that really stick out to me was uh, things like when Bobby Ray was going that big spree when he was putting everyone through the tables, like that famous one where he powerbombed like Me Young off of the stage. Uh, obviously, Ring of Honor, not Ring of Honor, uh, Royal Rumble 2000 being a big one in my head. Oh, uh,
1: yeah.
0: And obviously, the big TLC matches sticking with everyone that's seen them. You know.
1: Yeah, but T- uh, TLC is just another brand of mayhem.
0: Oh God, poor, poor guys have done it. But thank you for doing it. <laughs> and then you, and then you get obviously the, uh, like the stuff in TNA was really good as well, even though the booking was sometimes a bit sketchy. Like uh, their matches with machine guns, uh, the whole war against the, the X Division was good, you know. And and even like I thought they had a really good match with the Steiners in TNA, which might be a bit controversial to say, but that was a really good match.
1: Until you mentioned that, I compl- I'd completely forgotten they had a match with them.
0: <laughs> yep, it was. It was. Oh, I can't remember. It was. It was during the time I remember because I think it was. Was it on Bravo or something? Like
1: that? TNA. Yeah, they used to air on Bravo, and then I think there was a wrestling channel on somewhere up near Sky Sports that yeah. they like, were broadcasting I, some episodes as well.
0: Like, I never had. Uh, I never had. Uh, like the wrestling channel I remember hearing about it and going oh my god why did I miss out on this but uh, I remember seeing them brow and I remember that being a bit because I was just discovering like YouTube at the time mm. and just discovering how to watch things online and I remember because my about 2006 I wasn't I wasn't not watching wrestling but I wasn't super as into it as what I was before and I'd, I'd keep up with the results and I'd maybe watch a bits here and there but I wasn't like religiously following it like I used to and then it, watching TNA was really what helped me get back into it like at a time because you got and then I watched it religiously from about maybe 06 to about oh I'd say about 2011 2012 that's my, and that's that's when I got older and when realized I don't have enough time to watch every program of wrestling that's on it weekly but yeah like oh and then there's like teams like beer money and motor City machine
1: guns you know oh yes
0: but yeah I'll stick with I'll stick with at least for now
1: who would you say was your, if you were to pick one person as your main inspiration, not just like for getting into wrestling but even now for where you want to go with this, who would you say is your biggest inspiration?
0: That's, that's a hard one, like uh, I'm lucky to be in a, a place where I've got so many different inspir- inspirations, like like I said earlier, Sammy Callahan's interview about art wrestling really inspired me to first take up wrestling. Uh, and then my, my trainers were a big inspiration to me people are people I train with are a big, huge inspiration to me you know uh, when it comes to my like i'm not, I'm not sure if it's really a huge, like as like when it comes to my style obviously like the wrestling i kind of want to want to try and do more style of there's like you know, more of the like your rick flairs or Terry funks that sort of era and style This sort of that's the style I really like wrestling so i guess they're big inspirations to me style wise but i can't really think of anyone that's an overall inspiration like i can't really think of one like obviously my trainers are huge you know inspiration to me in my life as well you know like uh, like whippy being a fantastic coach and trainer and you know human being as well helping me through a lot of stuff and then the people i train with inspire me every single day when i you know to push myself or you know just to be happy as well you know i'm very lucky to be in a place where i've Got that many people, you know, uh, supporting me. And then, actually, I actually, have got one. Maybe not a wrestler, but the biggest inspiration I've got is, uh, is uh, my family. If I can make my family proud of me, which they tell me they already are, but if I can make them more proud of me, that's what that's what inspires me to do everything that I do.
1: That is the best answer you could ever give to something like that. There's no way you could even try and argue against it. Family will push you every single day
0: because I was thinking I was like I was thinking there's not really I don't have I wasn't really thinking about it I was trying to think what wrestlers inspire me like, or stories inspire me and I was like <laughs> I can think of a couple but sorry, my dog's barking in the background. <laughs> but my family's really the biggest inspiration and you know my fiance and my dog you know just they're the things that get me out of bed this m- in the morning and the guys at Source as well you know they all inspire me every single day in my life to push myself and make myself do things maybe out of my comfort zone or or push myself to do things that you know to improve myself yeah they're the only reason I get out of bed in the morning
1: and lastly who would you say is your favourite wrestler of all time oh
0: oh (laughs) that's a loaded question but you know, you could go with some of the great all time greats go with someone who's a bit more underrated you could say Ric Flair you could say Kane you could say Stone Cold Steve you could say Hulk Hogan I think I'll go with Matt Daly Matt Daly's my favourite wrestler ever
1: (laughs) the man with uh, one of the best entrance themes I've ever heard Mm -hmm.
0: which he he made that entrance
1: to his wedding you're joking
0: that entrance music was his entrance was him walking down the aisle at his wedding was uh, (laughs) And I have not... And my fiancée was red trying not to laugh. <laughs> and, and again, he's like... Yep, so Matt Dillard is my favorite wrestler. There we go, confirmed 100%.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to add the fact that he, he played his theme at the wedding.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I, all the... Uh, everyone had your entrance music. The uh, groomsmen, the... Uh, the bridesmaids, Sammy, herself. But uh, every, like, it was weird because t- the wrestlers were loving it and then you could see everyone else in the family going like, what? I don't quite understand. Because my, my favourite bit is Matt was waiting for his music to play. <laughs> you know how like, wrestlers are waiting behind the curtain going like, right, my music's a bit of play, right? Yeah. Go, there we go. <laughs> right.
1: So it's the only wedding with a gorilla position. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, Matt is my favourite wrestler.
1: Manlon, thank you very, very much for taking part in this interview. It was an absolute treat to talk to you once again.
0: Thank you very much for having me and again, all I can say is thank you.
1: That's it was a pleasure. Thank you for giving us your time and on a lovely Friday evening. You've been listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm Daniel Campbell. He has been the king of the streets, Manlon. Thank you very much and we'll catch you all later. See you. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the f- you think you're doing whatever you think is more important with your life you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing I don't care if it's your mum's birthday I don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now
0: Sports Social Podcast Network